Hey girl, welcome to the Spill and Heal podcast, a conversation between girlfriends about healing, relationships, growth, and being your true authentic self. I'm your host, Michelle Cobb. Thank you for tuning in. Hey girl, I'm so happy to have you here with me today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Happy to be here. Yes, but like, how are you really doing? Like, I'm like, you know, started this thing where I'm doing mental health check-ins on myself and everyone else. So how have you been doing? I've been doing really good. So I started therapy a few months back and it's been helping me um, have my weekly check-ins. So uh, it helps me to keep on track and not just get too far out with anxiety and all the things that's going on. So I've been doing good so far. Yeah, therapy is very, very important. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) I have not been consistent um, as I wanted to be this year, but I definitely feel myself like um, needing to go back, Um, especially, you know, dealing with this topic we're talking about today, healing, because I do feel like therapy is a big part of the healing process. Um, For sure. Let's just jump. Let's just jump right into things. Um. When you think about healing, what does that mean to you? I feel like before when I thought about healing, I I joined it together with forgiveness. And Mm. I think that's because that's what I've been taught, you know, maybe in church or just over time um, that, you know, when you forgive people, you're supposed to just like let stuff go. And like there's this magic potion or magic thing that happens and makes you feel better or whatever. Um, But now... I feel like healing is more personal. Um, And I think about it not so much as thinking about the other person. You know, yes, you have to talk about that and talk things through, but really for you and making sure that you're okay on the inside, Um, making sure that you're dealing with all of those past traumas and things that you have been through in your life. So I think about it as more of an internal process of making sure that you're the best self that you can be. Yeah, definitely. And um, I ask this question because like a lot of times, like you say, you mentioned in, in church, you know, they'll, you know, they'll have this whole idea of like, you know, healing looks like this, according to, you know, the Bible, what the beliefs are. And then you have social media um, where, you know, you have celebrities and influencers telling you like, kind of like what healing looks like. But I feel like it's different from everybody like me and you Mm -hmm. like we can have different um paths in our healing like I really do believe that healing is a process Mm -hmm. I feel like it does not happen overnight it doesn't even happen over a month you know sometimes it takes a while months years I I don't I really don't know right I'm still figuring out I feel like right now I'm in a path of healing and um also something just to know is it's not only physical, like people, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, like I know, especially when I was like, you know, in my earlier portion of my 20s, I always thought of physical when I heard of healing. Mm-hmm. But as life began to take course and I started right. to really experience different things, I realized, OK, yeah, you know, healing it can be physical. Um, Like I know I had a surgery and I had to go through a physical healing process but also after the surgery I had to go to a mental healing process um and that's something that people don't talk about enough and that's kind of like the reason why I wanted to bring it up um Mm -hmm. today because it's just like it's a different process it's a different process than 
physical. Like, Definitely. you know, physical, you pop your painkillers, you take some walks, you rest on the couch, and after a while, <laughs> you be done. But mm-hmm. the mental is just like, you be good one day, and then the next day is like, you hot, you a hot mess, you're tore up. So, like, for me, um, kind of like what you said, I feel like it's very internal. I feel mm-hmm. like um, it's also isolated. Um, like, when you're healing, sometimes you find yourself, well, a lot of times you find yourself alone. Right. Um, you know, secluded. I mean, like, everybody can't be a part of the process with you. Absolutely. And I do feel like it is a roller coaster. It is an emotional roller coaster. And I feel like sometimes it can be draining, even though you're getting better, essentially. But I feel like it can be draining. Um, so it's and it, it it consumes all of you though. Like even though it's internal and it's you know emotional and mental, mm-hmm. I feel like it consumes your whole body. Um, so that's kind of just like what it was, what it is for me. And, and I feel like speaking. Um, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I feel like also with healing, just like you talked about the physical, you know, people can see that like people can see that you're physically going through a healing process. But when you're going through a mental and internal and emotional healing process, people can't see that. And so you have less support as you go through that process, because you have people that number one, they may not believe you, you know, or they may not Mm -hmm. be able to understand fully what you're going through because they can't see it. And so since they can't see it, they're like, I can't really connect with that. Or I can't really empathize with what you're going through because with my eyes, I physically can't see it. And it takes a lot of um, support from someone to be able to say, hey, I may not be able to fully understand what you're going through, but I'm here if you need me, you know? And that's rare. That's rare to get from people these days. Girl, that's a word. <laughs> you just dropped the word because that is so true. Like, I feel like that is that is very much a key portion of the healing process is that um, people can't see what you're going through. So a lot of times when someone is going through healing, like we, we just talked about, it looks different from for everyone. So they may see you on social media posting TikToks and everything and be like, okay, like she all right. Like and then the next day you may be you may be sad. You may not answer their phone calls and they're thinking like, um, what is what's going on with you? But it's just like they can't see how you're feeling on the inside. So that support lacks. And that's why I say it can get kind of (laughs) lonely on the healing side. I've I experienced that firsthand, but it does get lonely because they can't see it. And uh, a lot of times, like you said, it's rare to find someone to still be able to empathize with you, even though they don't know what you're going through. They can't see it. They're still, you know, a mature enough person to be like, OK, she's up and down. But, you know, let me just do what I can to be there for her however I can. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. But it's crazy. Um, And then, like, speaking of, you know, the whole social media, like I said, we see a lot of times, you know, people, um, you know, showing, like, what healing looks like for them. So a lot of people feel like it may be going (laughs) across the country or out of the country, you know, them just, you know, doing their self-care. But, like, what does real healing look like for you? Or what do you believe that it looks like for you? I feel like it it depends on what I'm trying to heal from, you know, if if it's like some deep rooted trauma, then that looks like therapy for me. You know, 
if it's me healing yeah. from, you know, uh, somebody hurt me or whatever, that may just be me taking a couple weeks or a month to just kind of let that sit and figure out, you know, that relationship or reevaluate if I need to reevaluate. Um, that may be me processing on my own, um, healing from, um, sometimes we do stuff to ourselves that we're not proud about. You know, sometimes we make decisions that we're not proud of and we have to, I, I say healing because it's a process of forgiving yourself. It's a process of reminding yourself that it's okay to make mistakes, right? And sometimes if you don't do that for yourselves, then you, you stay in this space of feeling like you're a failure or feeling like you're not worthy or feeling like, you know, you're not enough because you don't take the time to, like you just said, have self-care, to pour back into yourself um, when you have those moments. So I think it looks different for different things that you may be healing from. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I know, like, for myself, like, um, like I said earlier, I had this whole, like, preconceived notion of what healing was until I needed healing. Mm -hmm. um, and when I went through my process, I didn't even realize that I was going through a healing process until I found myself doing things that I never thought I would do or just thinking thoughts that I never thought that I could think. Um, I just felt myself like just going through this whole transition period. And a part of it was therapy, you know, um, you know, being self-aware is very important. Like, mm -hmm. y'all gonna hear me say this every episode. <laughs> but you know, I really, like, pride myself on being very self-aware. And I feel like, you know, that's a big step with a lot of stuff that we go through is just being self-aware. Like you said, realizing, like, I did something to myself. Like, I caused right. this. Taking that accountability. And, uh, but also giving yourself grace. And that's something yes. I realized. And then once I was able to sit back and give myself grace on not only for how I was feeling, but mm -hmm. the thoughts that I was having and just everything that happened and just realizing how far I had come. That's when I realized like, oh snap, I'm starting my healing. Like, oh snap, I'm <laughs> yes. Um, Because before, like I never recognized it as that. But once I was able to start, you know, take the accountability, then give myself grace, then I can start with my other stuff with receiving the therapy, receiving the advice, receiving those posts that I, you see on social media that are inspirational. And even, to be honest, receiving the word. Because, oh, like, yeah. sometimes if you're not in the right space, if you're not ready for it, you can you be don't hear word all that. Exactly. You, you don't, don't want to hear, hear all that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to hear it, but once you put yourself up and you set yourself up for it, then you can mm -hmm. hear it. And then I can be like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Yes. And then guess what? You can go out and apply it and finish your process and get over, you know, or begin to get over or begin to cope with whatever you're dealing with. Because um, you know what happens? You know so what yeah. happens when we, when we feel like we get off track? I mean, I'm speaking for... Um, people that profess to be Christian, I'm speaking not, not for them, but as someone who professes to be a Christian, what mm -hmm. happens to me is that I feel like I go through these moments where I know I messed up. Right. And so I'm trying to provide grace to myself and recognize that even if I do sin that, you know, Jesus already died for all of that. Right. But mm -hmm. while I'm going through that process, it's almost like Adam and Eve in the garden when they ate, you know, the apple, 
right? Mm-hmm. And they started putting clothes on themselves and hiding themselves. And they were just like, we were afraid. You know, we realized we were naked. Like, we Shame. were afraid. And they started, yeah, they started hiding from God. But it's like, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> you need him. You know, like, you need him to help you really truly get through this. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be some superficial healing happening. And it's going to reoccur mm. later on down the line. Because you're not really getting to the root of the issue, you know? Especially for someone like me who is Christian, you know, for me, a large part of my identity, a large part of, you know, my life has to do with God. Like he's the center for me. And so if that center is off balance, everything's going to feel off balance. Everything's going to feel like it's up in the air because I'm not in alignment. Right. Um, And getting back into alignment, you know, what does that look like? It looks like a lot of different things, but I say all that to say that, Sometimes when we're having difficulty receiving the word, like you just mentioned, or we don't want to hear all that from guys because we feeling ashamed. We feel like, oh gosh, like who am I to be up in God's face right now? Like who am I for real, for real? <laughs> he don't want to see me with all my mess. <laughs> <laughs> but he does though. That's right, the thing. Right. That's the beauty of it. But but I just want to because we got to rewind to go back to this, because I feel like this is something that we see all the time where you have, like, especially we're both millennials. We're both young. We're both Christians. Like you said, that is the foundation of who I am as well. Um, But a lot of times, you know, when we go through that healing process or we go through that hurt, or even when we're dealing with whatever we're dealing with, we, we are ashamed, even though that is our foundation is what we know. We, we still get ashamed. But my thing is, like, do you feel like the church plays a part in that? Because it can be us sometimes in our head. But also, do you feel like the church may sometimes play a part in that? And when I say the church, I mean, like, the people in the church. (laughs) You know, yeah, I, I definitely feel like the church plays a part in that. And I feel like the church plays a part in that because there's this ideology of how you're supposed to be as a Christian, right? And if you Mm -hmm. go to the wrong church, then it may be the wrong ideology. It may be the wrong set of standards that have nothing to do with what Jesus called, that has nothing to do with what Jesus has commissioned us to be and do and act and all of that. And so sometimes the church sets these standards for us. That really have mm-hmm. nothing to do with God and all to do with man because it's what box they want to put you in, right? And then don't you dare step outside of that box because it's a problem then. Yeah. Now you're not really a Christian. Now you're like all in the world, you know, because you 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 step outside or you miss church one Sunday, God forbid. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world because yeah. this is this is not how it is in our church, right? This is not how you're supposed to be or how you're supposed to act. Um so I think that the church plays a huge role in that. I think that my healing process right now involves unlearning a lot of the things that I learned while I was at a church that was not teaching what God is calling us to be or do. Um, it was just teaching legalism. It was teaching things that got ingrained in me and have me judging people and looking at people differently when God calls us to love. Right. Yeah. Like, yes, hold people accountable for sure. But what does that look like? Because if that person is not Christian, then they're not under the same laws and guidelines. They're not under the word of God because they're not Christian. And if they're not Christian, then what are we supposed to do? Love. Boom. Share the gospel. Love, Boom. Love is Witness. a foundation. That's it. 
that's it that's it all that other stuff is extra all that other stuff is coming from the church like that the church the people in the church that have set this up for people yeah no definitely for sure i feel like they be putting 10 on 20 like just to keep it real like they just be adding stuff in and god didn't say that because i'm looking at the bible and god did not say this god did not not say you're supposed to be looking at people like that when they come into church like that god did not say you're not supposed to be stalking people on social media um god did not say that god did not say you're supposed to be living their lives Right, and God did not say that you should be mad at someone when they leave the church. Like God did not say that, girl. <laughs> you should, you should feel like they're going to hell because they left your church, though. Like, don't forget about God. <laughs> we make it about us, and like you know, just tying that into healing because, like, you are so right, like about the unlearning, and I've been seeing this um a lot. Um, on social media to where like people say, you know, it's important to learn. We're always learning. Uh, we'll be learning to the day we die. But also we have to unlearn some stuff. And like you said, a part of my healing process as well is unlearning some of the stuff that I've seen go on in the church amongst church people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like like I said, I go to church every Sunday, but it, I'm just so thankful that I have found a, a covering to where mm-hmm. I'm in a, an environment to where it's about what you mentioned. The foundation is love and everything right. we do is love and correction is love and teaching is love and witnessing is love and fellowshipping it's love like that's the foundation but I feel like the shameless comes and we try to sometimes we can stray away especially as young people we can stray away from the church when we're going through our stuff because of the judgment because of the looks because of okay well I know this person she gonna say something about this or say something about that because my healing process does not look like what y'all was doing at this church in the 80s. My healing it's not process. not a safe space. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not. Space. And it's not, it, not all church. I'm not, I don't want to say any absolutes. But for those churches that are condemning people, which what we're not supposed to do, it's not a safe space. Mm-hmm. And so you have youth, you have young adults, you have adults going through life and not feeling safe enough to come to this place that's supposed to be filled with God in love and receive love, mm-hmm. you know, and receive correction in love, like you said, and receive accountability in love. You get what I'm saying? And receive yeah. support in love, not with the, not the support that tell me all your business. Now I'm going to tell the rest of the church and then all Period. of us looking at you crazy. <laughs> The support that says I can receive what you just said to me and be there for you without having to gossip about it, without looking down on you, um, because that's what we're. And I can pray for you, right? Even I can pray for you. I don't even have to give you advice because sometimes we don't need advice. Sometimes when I'm in my healing process and my I come in with my head held down, I don't want to come and go around a circle and talk to everybody at the church. I just want to come in, hey, how y'all doing, and sit down and focus on the word. And if you see me with my head down, come by, pray for me, and keep it keep it going. Because we don't have to have a whole therapy session in mm-hmm. the church about what's going on. Sometimes, and that's what I'm saying, like, sometimes when we are healing, and, like I, and I keep saying as young people, because I see so much about young people saying that, like, they've 
they're leaving the church or they left the church or they're just going to do rot with bedside Baptist and just watch it, you know, <laughs> at home <laughs> on their laptop because of how church people are. And it's not all church people. It's, it's not. not all church people. It's not. It's a select few or it's a select churches. Um, right. But at the end of the day, we, they, they got to stop this because you can be hindering someone's healing, healing process. You can be hindering someone. Um, someone's, you know, relationship with the church. I mean, you shouldn't mm-hmm. never let no one hinder your relationship with God. But I, I do feel like, you know, by having those experiences and like you said, not creating those safe spaces that sometimes it will hinder in the person's relationship with the actual church and coming together to fellowship. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have said, you know, they're not going back to church or they're not interested in church. And for a long time, I couldn't understand it. I was like, why? Like, why do you feel mm-hmm. that way? Until I went through a church experience that I was just like, oh, I got you now. Like, I feel you because <laughs> these people be bugging. You know, <laughs> these people, some of these people are tripping and it will really have you like, you go in all innocent and you know especially when you first get saved you go in you all innocent you like you know as unto the lord i'm about to do everything for god and you just on fire right you you, fire. On fire. you come in there i'm about to set the whole church ablaze you feel me and then all of a sudden boy what drama what <laughs> Not at the church, not at the place. Boy, more at the church than out in the world where they tell us not to be at. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but I'm out here. You know, it may not, my friend may not be Christian, but they know the foundation of love. You know, but they know how to be there for me without taking all my business and running with it, right? Or they know how to be yeah. there with, with 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 or for me without judging me, without condemning me, yeah. without making yeah. me feel like, you know, I'm just like the worst of the worst because I made a mistake, you know, and not receiving yeah. me back into the fold and loving me through that mistake or loving me through that sin that I'm going through. Um, and it And it makes it hard to find community. Which is what people are really looking for, which is why people are on social media and, you know, in these different spaces because they want community. They want a space where they can go in and feel welcome and feel accepted and feel love because I feel like a lot of people are searching for that acceptance and love right now. Um, And sometimes that is not in the church that they went to. Not to say that they can't find it in another church, but sometimes they went to a church where they didn't receive that. And so now they have this bad taste about church in their mouth because they went through that process with a church that was not giving that out to people. Yeah. And that's why I say it's very important to find a church for yourself because, I mean, I've been friends with some people for years and we've never went to the same church. And Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Um, I don't look for... I look for, you said, like, community. I look for fellowship. I look for family in a church. And I'll give an example, like, a real-life example. When my friend, one of my closest friends, passed away earlier this year, I was, like, broken, devastated. That's honestly a part of, a major part of the healing process that I'm going through right now um, with the grief and everything. Um, I wasn't thinking about, no, okay, I got to run to the church. Yes, God helped me, but I did not want a whole bunch of people t- texting. Can I like? Can I pray for you? Texting. Uh, can I pray for you? Let me pray with you. Like you don't got to tell me that. If you are gonna pray right. for me, just do it. <laughs> like it, just do it. 
Um, and then I was just so thankful that when I went to my church, um, cause it happened the Sunday before Easter, when I went to the church that I go to, it wasn't all I, like everybody was in a good mood because it was Easter. It was bright colors and mm-hmm. I still was low, but nobody was like, Oh my God. Like why this girl not smiling? Like talking right. about her, like, oh, she, she, you look a little strange. Like, nobody, I didn't feel no one judging me. I didn't feel no one talking about me. And, yes, for all you listening, you can tell when someone is looking at you. You can mm-hmm. tell when someone is whispering at church. Right. <laughs> you can tell. So, I didn't feel that. I was able to go in, sit in my seat with my head held down, and just focus. And, like I said, and really receive the word. I, I honestly, and like I said, I honestly feel like if I would have went to another church, maybe one of the churches that I was exposed to growing up or anything, I feel like it would have been a completely different experience. Everybody yeah. would have been running up to you. Oh, my God, I seen, I heard. You okay? The Get out of my face. <laughs> like, get out of my face, first of all. And second of all, like, like I said, you don't have to tell me, oh, I'm finna pray for you or I pray for you. Like my my one of my closest friends, I already done pray for you. It's already done. And and keep it moving because mm-hmm. she's doing it out of love, not for, oh, well, this is what I'm supposed to do when something happened to mm. one of my church members. I'm supposed to pray for her because that's what, you know, I'm. that's just checking the box of, okay, yeah, we pray for her. We go on her face and ask her what's wrong. We mm. do fake acts if she needs something. And right, then right, right. we keep, we leave her alone. We don't never check back in with her yeah, because we don't check yeah. all our boxes. It's that you routine. Can't, you can't be like that. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's that routine that you fall into that that church routine that tells you, like you said, you have you have to check these boxes. You have to be this way. You have to do these things, and now you're a good Christian. You know, but yeah. it's like that puts the responsibility on us. When God mm-hmm. said the responsibility in in all totality um, for your sins is falling on Jesus. And that's why he went and died on the cross for us. Right. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like I get what you're saying with people just coming up and doing it just for the sake of doing it, because that creates an atmosphere of, of fakeness. It just have you feeling like nothing is genuine here (laughs) because yes, when that moment and everybody knows about it, then everybody's on top of it. Right. Boom, 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 checking on you. But where you at two months down the line, you know, and I'm really down in the hole because all of that fake love that was just, you know, going around when it first hit because that's what we're supposed to do. Where was that follow up though? Where was that follow through, you know, in this genuine relationship we have, right? Because we have a genuine relationship. Where's that follow up down the line to say, hey, I'm checking back in with you. I just want to make sure that you are still okay. I just want to let you know that I am still praying for you. And not to say that people have to let you know that they're praying for you. So this is not Mm -hmm. me who are not still praying for you, but checking back in, checking back in because in that moment, yes, it was the hype and it was the, the new thing going on in the church and stuff like that. And so everybody was on top of it. But what happens down the line when I still need support, yeah. when I still need you there for me? This is this Once is going later. back to the community thing. This is yeah, going back to the community. 
And that's not to say that everybody's going to be friends or everybody's going to be close or everybody's going to have that type of relationship. But if you're genuinely there for me, I would love some follow through. Mm -hmm. I would love some follow up later on down the line to make sure that I'm still all right. Yeah, most definitely. Because like you said, if it's love and, you know, God is love. So if we're doing things in love, that should come natural forget the box like it's not outside of the it's outside of the box it's not on the list of what you should do for what you think a christian is to check in three months later six months later Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 not on the list but you should do it because if you're walking in love you're walking in truth and that's why i said at the beginning of the the um video is that healing is lonely because of that reason everybody's Mm -hmm. checking in in the first two weeks and then when it hits three months later in the middle of the night whoa Mm. (laughs) five months later when you walk in the grocery store and whatever you're going through hits you it's just like well dang i know if i if i bring this up they're gonna be like oh like oh yeah that is you did go through that Mm -hmm. because there's like you said there's no follow through there's no whatever and like you say you don't have to let someone know oh i'm praying for you but just following up hey how you doing like i said that's why i'm starting to do these mental health check-ins with my friends like just how you doing like how you mentally doing like you know because you never know what someone is going through you you just never know and it's a cliche but it's also real life so that's what i'm saying like you know, everyone can't grasp these concepts, unfortunately. So a lot of times we, we suffer in silence. We heal in silence. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, God brings us through. I mean, it yes. just is what it is. And that's why we, we, we never should depend on man. But there are people that I will say that they they understand these concepts. And you're one of them, girl. That's why I wanted to talk to you today because I know you understand. You'll check in randomly. You'll like something. And, like, you don't understand. Like, that does mean a lot to people. Like, I know for me, myself, like, it does mean a lot for people like you to just randomly check in. How's everything been going? Because, like, like I said, you just never know. Right. You never know. You never know. So... Just to wrap things up, um, just about this whole topic and everything like that, I always like to end um, the episodes with what is something you wish you would have known? And that is in regards to healing today. So, you know, compared to, you know, what you thought you knew um, before you, like you say, you really experienced, you know, you know, church hurt or whatever you experience. Mm-hmm. What is something you wish you would have known that you can share with, you know, listeners today? I feel like I wish I would have known that it's okay not to be okay. And that everybody mm-hmm. is not going to understand or support your healing journey. Um, because I feel like before when when I was really in the thick of things and I was going through the beginning stages of my healing process and I was like, oh, you know, this person has always been there for me. Let me share with them what I'm going through so that I won't feel so isolated through this process, right? And, and the response that I got from that from that person was not support. It was, it was um, judgment. It was mm-hmm. questioning whether or not what I was saying was true because I was talking about someone that they were close to. And so they couldn't believe that what I went through is what I really went through in the church because no, not that person. Mm -hmm. They could never do that. Um, I wish I would have known that 
it's okay to not be okay. It's actually quite normal. Everything's not always going to be perfect. And that sometimes when you're in those moments, you don't, you don't have to run to everyone and tell them, right? Mm-hmm. You need to identify key safe people that you know you can have these conversations with. Because once you yeah. open up to someone who's not safe, it adds more damage. It adds more layers to what you need to heal from because you already had a process that you were healing from. But now on top of that, you feel like somebody's judging your healing process. And so now you're thinking about that in the back of your mind and you're questioning your, and you're um, continuing to go through that spiral of self-doubt of whether or not, you know, you're justified or validated in what you're going through. Um, so that's what I would say. I would say that it's okay to not be okay. It's actually quite normal. A lot of people are not okay and don't feel like you are less than because you're not okay. Don't feel like you're less than a Christian because you're going through something. Um, And don't allow people's perspectives of what you're going through to hinder you from moving forward. Don't allow what people say back to you to make you feel like you're not doing the right thing by prioritizing your healing. Yeah. That's good. That's real good. And I get everything that you're saying. Um, I echo all of that. Um, And just to piggyback, like something that I wish I would have known is just kind of similar to what you said. um, But everyone is can't go on your healing journey. Mm-hmm. with you everyone is not going to go i don't care if that's your best friend your mother your right. your friend your childhood friend your church members right um like everyone can't go in this healing process with you this journey with you it's a lonely one like we said it's a hard one but also it goes up and down mm. and everybody can't be on that ride like when Absolutely. you're on a roller coaster everyone can't fit on the roller coaster with you that you know mm-hmm. so everyone mm-hmm. can't be in this healing journey with you um, and sometimes it's alone and sometimes it's just maybe one or two people that you right. probably never would have thought would have been on it, but you found, um, some type of relationship over what you're going through to heal. So I definitely would say everyone can go with you. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It doesn't mean they're not supporting you. It doesn't mean that y'all relationship is over. Right. It just means like, in this particular space that you're in, they cannot be in it. And it's, and, and that's, that's really Okay. And people have to respect that. People have to respect individuals' healing journey and not feel like it's about them, right? Mm -hmm. Not when, girl, and the people that give pushback to the boundaries, I heard that they're the ones that need it the most because it's like, okay, so now I'm setting boundaries and we got beef and we have problems because it's a boundary up, but I'm just really working on me so that I can be a better me, you know? just figured that's that's a whole nother episode honestly just boundaries in general because it's just a lot to talk about in that space but that is definitely so true yeah but um i just want to thank you so much for talking with me today girl you know we, we have these conversations all the time and i'm like okay yeah i gotta get jojo on today to talk about this because i know she's gonna drop some gems she gonna she gonna drop some word on you but then she also gonna be real so i just thank you for joining me today and um if you have any social media that you want the people to follow you on um yeah i mean i can share my social media my page is public so it's mrs foodie mama on on instagram um i'm primarily on instagram so that's really where i'm at at mrs foodie mama yes go follow her go heal (laughs) it's gonna be great (laughs) all right
Wow, that was such a great conversation. For more content, make sure you follow the Spilling Hill podcast and tune in for our next episode.